0: This is the Scoop Slam Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a special pay-per-view edition of the Scoop Slam Podcast. We're back today talking about the biggest party of the summer, WWE SummerSlam 2022, and Ric Flair's last match, which, I mean, better than Roman and Brock, dare I say. Mm. <laughs> But in all seriousness, I'm once again joined by my host. And uh, I can't think of anything witty here. I tried off the top of my head and I just Is lost I it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: high. I'm still ready to be Scoop Slam, whether you can think of anything witty or not.
1: Oh, all right. Well, um, let's be real honest. SummerSlam was a lot better after than it was before, if that makes any sense. I, I really did not have high hopes going into this. Uh, honestly, that could be – sound like Adam Cole. That could be characterized for the entire weekend, to be honest with you, because I thought the Ric Flair card was really good, a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and the same could be said for SummerSlam. Speak for yourself when Ric Flair – Man, I was
0: gone. Wait, we went to that. I was about to say. We went to that. I was gone for the majority of the event.
1: Yeah. So we were not live for SummerSlam there in person, but we did both watch that. But the Ric Flair's last match, we both were live in person. Um, We
0: we were media. We we got invited out to cover it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or at least I was there live in person. Ryan was in the food line.
0: We'll we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it. stick with us stick with us because we do have breaking news on Ricky Starks.
1: Oh, we do. We oh do. yeah. We
0: well we we met Ricky Starks. Got a got a lot to say about that.
1: Yep, and and Ryan can tell you a firsthand experience of the Nashville Municipal Auditorium food and their popcorn machines. Oh, good. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into the uh, highest point of the weekend the biggest party of the summer wwe SummerSlam, from the nissan stadium in nashville tennessee and it was it was a solid show thought it started off good the middle was okay and then the main event was probably the best brock and roman match i've seen it was a it was probably it was probably the best brawl like
0: chaotic brawl i've seen from a main event standpoint in a while. Like can you think of
1: anything else
0: that had that much chaotic feel?
1: Um, probably that barbed wire everywhere match. That had a chaotic feel? Come on. Man. <laughs> oh, I it was it. chaotic. Not in a good way. It was chaotic. <laughs> well other than that. <laughs> no, nah, um, in all seriousness, no, not that I can think of
0: off the top of my head yeah it felt attitude era ish dare I say
1: yeah I there have been hints on these past few weeks shows and I'm hoping that it is a trend I'm not just speaking for WWE I'm speaking for AEW as well here where things have kind of felt a little more attitude era-esque now obviously we're so so far away there's no rock in austin in either company nope. Nope. but there are things that are turning for the better in both companies and there's still some things going for worse but we'll open with the first match was um the challenger becky lynch big time bex versus the est the champion the raw women's champion bianca belair this was a solid match. I really enjoyed it. Um, from what I saw, I'm not going to lie, I was not 100% paying attention to it. I'm sorry. Hate on me. Whatever. Whoa, At the time, what? Of, at the time of it being live, I had some things going on, but it was, it was in the background, and I was tuning in. Um, I did catch the very end sequence where she did the oh what's it called KOD move no not well the move before the KOD I think Spanish she was on the
0: fly Spanish fly she was on middle rope middle rope
1: yep and then she did that into the KOD um from what I saw this was a really good match big talking point about it is probably the aftermath however the match was solid I won't say that it was better than their WrestleMania match. To me, personally, I like the WrestleMania night one match better. But, it was still a good match. And I thought it was a good way to open up the show.
0: I thought this was the second best match of the night, man. This was a really good match.
1: Really good match. I can, yeah, I can agree with you on that.
0: And can we just give Becky Lynch her flowers, man? Like, she... she I think we talked about this, but she is... She could be the greatest woman of all time, like all around. Who's better?
1: We did talk about that a few. I I believe it was on the first episode. We talked about what women's wrestler is better versed in. Okay, Becky may not be the greatest on the mic. She might not be the greatest in the ring. But usually you've got one or you've got the other. Becky has both, and she's really good at both of them the only person I may would say that I would have higher than her and it's going to be controversial Charlotte. And I know everybody gets pissed because you know, everybody thinks they just hand her the championship every time she comes back, which I don't really have an argument against, but I think those are definitely one a one B and Becky is so great. I think she's,
0: she'll be remembered
1: more fondly
0: than Charlotte, Charlotte, Becky got got over organically, and Charlotte. It just seemed like the machine was behind her since she got called up. Like Becky shouldn't have. She should not have been here when they got when they all got called up. She was the fourth fiddle. Like nobody was talking about Becky Lynch. She was just an added side dish when it comes to Sasha and Charlotte, and even Bailey. People thought Bailey was gonna be the the women's John Cena. Nobody had high hopes for Becky, and she exceeded all of them. And she is the biggest star. Out of all of them. And I mean, there's really no argument. I mean, her WrestleMania main event, uh Royal Rumble winner, uh uh did she win Money in the Bank? No, I don't think she won Money in the Bank. But still, her track record speaks for itself, man. She is she is the GOAT, in my personal opinion.
1: Nah, I definitely see your point there. Um where she has all those accomplishments. And two, it's the story of Becky, like you said, is better than somebody like Charlotte where it's like, oh, well, she's Ric Flair's daughter. Like, Becky really didn't come from anything and was, in everybody's mind, the last. Because when she first got called up, what, her gimmick was like a steampunk Irish, which, I mean, I thought was interesting, but could you see that being a main event star? No,
0: and she didn't get promo time either, man. Like, maybe she'll have a backstage interview but now they can trust her with opening raw or closing raw with like a promo segment. Becky is she's the top women's draw in that company. Besides Ronda Rousey, but she had a name prior to coming in. Becky is probably the biggest homegrown talent they've made on the women's side.
1: I would even argue on one of on um, bar maybe no, like Come on, now, Roman, come on. Now. No, on no, now. no, 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 no. I'm saying like bar maybe Roman Reigns and like seth maybe dean but out of the since 2015 i would say more people know becky lynch than they do a lot of the male wrestlers
0: okay that's fair that's fair
1: but i think like i said earlier a lot of the story about this match came after when um they met in the ring as Bianca won with, like you said, the Spanish fly off the top and then the KOD. They shook hands in the middle of the ring, and it was kind of a, uh, a, a closing on this year-long story where Becky came back last year, beat Bianca in like eight seconds, wins the title. They go all the way to WrestleMania with it. Then Bianca wins the title back, and now they come all the way back to SummerSlam, and Bianca finally you know, gets that one over her, She's the true queen of the women's division of Raw. And as soon as you think that we're going to have this nice ride off into the sunset, Bailey's music hits as Bailey returns. She's been off TV for how long? Over a year since the Thunderdome? Yeah, it's been a year. But before that,
0: she wasn't in front of a crowd in like two years because they was in the Thunderdome for all of 2021. Well, all of 2020, they were in the Thunderdome. So this was the first time she was in front of a crowd in like two years, man.
1: Mm-hmm. And she got a pretty big pop. And so she walked about halfway down, and her and Bianca started jawing at each other. And then Dakota Kai's music hits, and Dakota Kai returns after being released a few months ago from the company, and she walks down to join Bailey. And then when you think, that's it, nope. Eo Shirai, or her name is now Eo Sky, formerly Eo Shirai, comes down and joins them as well, and they start walking to the ring. So then from here, they all start to face off with Bianca, and Becky gets back in the ring and kind of stands her ground with them. I thought this was pretty interesting, and the Raw Women's Division kind of needed a shot in the arm. Because besides Becky and Bianca and we'll get to Becky's departure now, I guess. Um, who else did they really have maybe besides Asuka or Alexa Bliss? Uh, hmm. Rhea, but Rhea's been hurt. Yeah, well, yeah. No, she's been beating up, she's
0: been beating up Dominic the last two weeks. She can't be there. hurt. <laughs> and Ray. Yeah, and Ray too.
1: So did you think are are you excited to see where they go with this trio? Can you
0: like okay, so Dakota Kai is the first one to get called back on the new regime. I would have never guessed that. I mean I like Dakota Kai. She's she's okay in the ring and I can't say that I'm a big fan of her promos, but her and Bailey and now E.O. Sky together, it's it's intriguing. I'll give it a shot. Um Bailey is she was good before she left. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's, uh, it's needed a shot in the arm for a while. And I love that we're moving on from storylines. Thank God. It doesn't seem like we're having rematches upon rematches every single, every single week now. We have something different to look forward to after Summerslam, which is a positive.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way with the, the closing of the book really felt. It felt different here, even with like, and we'll get on to some of these later matches, but this match, um, the Usos match, the Brock and Roman match, all of those felt like uh, a chapter was being closed and we're going to move on to something else. And that's how it should be for these big pay-per-views especially. You know, maybe your Extreme Rules is a crossover, even maybe... For the bigger pay-per-views, a Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble, I can see. I don't love it every single time. But SummerSlam and WrestleMania needs to be your be-all, end-all for closing up those chapters of that character or, or that wrestler's career of that storyline. And the
0: the fact they told a year-long storyline That's pretty impressive. Like, they don't get enough credit for the long-term storytelling like they used to. But the Becky and Bianca one-year arc, it was pretty good, man. I enjoyed the feud. Bianca's a made lady now, though. She is the top of the division. She has surpassed Rhea when it comes to the top young stars. I think Bianca is number one, Rhea number two. And then I I guess you got to put – do we have to put Liv at number three?
1: get somebody else in
0: there we get somebody
1: else we'll get we'll, we'll get, get to it. that one <laughs> <laughs> um we'll move on overall i thought this was a good match i do agree with you i think bianca is the next up um and she's grown on me these past few months i didn't love her the first time i saw her i still don't love the cgi lip whip thing oh it's man just...
0: come on man
1: <laughs> you're you're nitpicking
0: now you're nitpicking
1: i don't love any of the cgi to be honest with you but overall bianca's grown a lot on me um her in-ring ability is up there with the best of them in wwe or AEW right now so um i look forward to where they're gonna go with this but we'll look forward into the next match it was Logan Paul versus The Miz with Chompa wow. in his corner. Wow. This... Logan
0: Paul, man. Is he the greatest yeah. celebrity in-ring wrestler of all time?
1: I'm trying to think of who even his competition is besides maybe Bad Bunny.
0: Lawrence Taylor? He may have been to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, but uh... <laughs>
1: that one's not highly remembered. <laughs> Uh, Snooky? <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, you know, now, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I think you might be. Me. <laughs> this was a really good match that I enjoyed, and that's saying something because I can't stand the Paul brothers. Mainly Jake, but with Logan doing this, he's kind of grown on me a little bit. Uh, Just the crap he was able to do. I think he did a sunset flip. And I was just like, it he looks like he's been doing this forever. And he's a natural. Yeah. And the Miz, I'm sure, carried him through some of that. We we do need to give Miz credit here too. But overall I mean you what more could you want besides maybe him to be here weekly?
0: But still, I mean he's he he's surprising a lot of people. I think he's growing on a lot of people too, man.
1: I'm one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know people wanted him to be a heel when he came in, but this guy is good, man. He gets it. He 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 understands it, and he was he was born for this. Um, I did go over go over to my dad's house to watch this event, and his observation on the the Paul match was he because he, I, I don't think he's a fan of any of the Paul boys, um, uh, but he even won my dad over, man, a 49 year old. Man, (laughs) easy for me to say. (laughs) He he won him over, and that's not his demographic, man. But still, like I think, Logan Paul, he's good, man. He's good. He, I, I'm dare say, um, they should put the title on him next Mm. uh, next spring. I don't know, man. I don't know. Mm. Going into WrestleMania, (laughs) the United States title, you can't see him having the real rain.
1: I need him to be weekly first for my personal taste.
0: A U.S. title reign? You saying he can't have a U.S. title run?
1: No, i put the 24-7 title on him.
0: Oh, come on. He's better than that, man. He's better than
1: that. He is good. I really just wish that he was weekly at this point. And it's the same with McAfee, almost. It's kind of sad that these celebrities are some of the guys you want to see most, and you'll only see them two or three times a year. But... No, I mean, just like I said, the sunset flip, he did a frog splash to the outside onto Miz on the announce table, and I was amazed. They, like they did the replay and he could not have landed more square on his chest and he got up there. I mean he's a natural athlete, both of them are.
0: But that was a far that was far though. That was like twenty feet.
1: He cleared it. For them to be basically celebrity boxers, obviously they're athletic, but I don't think anybody predicted him to be this good in the ring. This was a match I would say it's not it's not gonna wow you. It's not Taker and Sean, but I would definitely say go back and check this one out because just the I guess the back of your mind thought that you have of Logan Paul is like, oh yeah, he's just Logan Paul. But watching him in here, I mean, he looked just about as good as anybody else. He's big too.
0: He's a big guy.
1: Yeah. Bigger like than six, Dominic six, Strios. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: nah, he laid some he laid some stiff shots in on mid. You see any of that?
1: Yeah, I I think Miz, like I said, is probably one of the best guys they could have paired him with in the ring. And it's not even like Miz is a great worker either, but overall...
0: He gets the most out of his opponents, Miz does. That's why they keep on putting celebrities with Miz. Because he, remember, he yeah. was with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania last year.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it, he's kind of like Dolph to me in that same... And I know we've compared him multiple times, but... Like, Dolph could have a good match with the broomstick. He's the Shawn Michaels-type wrestler, and I know everybody always compares him to that. But seriously, Dolph is a good wrestler. He never really has a bad match. And I feel like it's the same with The Miz. Other than that one he had with Cody a few weeks ago, but we won't talk about that. I don't remember. But uh,
0: where's Dolph been?
1: <laughs> what do you mean, where's Dolph been? He's been out there interrupting theory. Well, he wasn't He
0: was on Summerslam, was he? Wasn't on Summer Sun, was
1: he? Did I miss something? No, but, <laughs> but, he on but he's Raw? on I didn't... Raw.
0: Did he? I, didn't... I don't remember him being on Raw.
1: Yeah, he's been on Raw the past like three weeks.
0: Yeah, I know that, but I figure he'd get involved somehow in SummerSlam. They got AJ involved and he wasn't in a match or anything.
1: Yeah, I did want to make mention of that, that halfway through the match, uh, Champa tried to mess with Logan Paul and start messing with the match and the ref tried to throw him out but he just basically grabbed a chair and stood his ground sat sat down in it was like I ain't going anywhere so then AJ Styles music hits and AJ comes out from the barricade which I thought was cool because they did get AJ on the show I really and I know this isn't Triple H's fault because obviously he just got the book but I really hope they start factoring in these guys like AJ and Seth, Gunther, Shinsuke even. These guys that like, why are they that. not on paper? Well, but I'm saying, why are these guys not on <laughs> pay-per-view over, at, no disrespect, but the Mysterios?
0: Oh, come on. Ray is a legend, man. Stop it. Get out but of here. Dom, He's a big star. you gotta have him with his dad I don't
1: know Well, we'll get there the match wasn't bad but overall Logan Paul I really wish he was full time and I think after this they signed a longer contract extension with him so hopefully he'll stay around I'm a fan Uh, believe it or not I'm a fan
0: I'm all in let's get a US title run out of him.
1: I'm all zeke up. Matt, where, where was oh, he?
0: <laughs> Bro, I don't know, man. I don't move it on from Zeke though. I'm all in on the male models thing.
1: Oh, we <laughs> got your juices are being titillated. Were your juices oh titillated by SummerSlam?
0: I, I was dying at the ad they did. Oh my god! I had to pause the event, man. I was
1: laughing was way too hard. I don't even remember where it fell in, but I guess now that it got It mentioned... fell in right after this. Oh, okay, right okay, good. This. I didn't write it down, but I did want to talk about it. This was so over the top. It was so bad. But it was so good. They're in there, and there's Max and Maxine and Mansois and Marseille and they're doing their beachwear collection. And they're just in there like, first off, they've got the Nestle Pure Life bottles, And they're like, sponsored by Nestle Pure Life. And they're just throwing the water all over themselves. It looked like those old Kate Upton Hardee's commercials where she would like eat the burger and try and look as sexy as possible doing so. (laughs) The extreme close-ups got me, man. They didn't even drink water. No, they were just throwing it all over themselves. It was so great. If you didn't see this, you've got to go back and watch it. You've got to go back and watch it.
0: This was the best thing on SummerSlam. And I love SummerSlam.
1: It it was so bad, but it's so good. I just I can't even I can't do it justice. Sitting here talking about it is not doing it justice.
0: I'm all in, man. I hate it when they changed Eli's name or L.A. Knight. I hate it when they changed his name again, but he's one me over, man. This whole stable, I'm I'm very interested to see where they're going. I, <laughs> I just... Can you believe that? The honkiest type of gimmick. And we're interested in seeing where it's going.
1: I, I genuinely, like, I don't even know how they'll do as a tag team, or anything like that, but the segments themselves, and I honestly thought Triple H was just going to kill it off, but I think he went like full throttle into it, (laughs) I guess we'll have to see on Smackdown where they keep going with it, but no, this was hilarious, we'll move to uh, a little bit more seriousness, but... Uh was not as high on this as I am the Maximum Male Models. We had Challenger, Mr. Money in the Bank, Theory versus mm-hmm. Champion, Bobby Lashley. And we started hot in this one. Uh, Theory started attacking Bobby with the briefcase before the match even started. I do want to say this. Bobby is a star. The pedestal thing in the stadium with the fireworks and all the people, that was great. And they were they were hot for Bobby. Yes. And I'm really glad I know he's had some world title reigns. They've just felt a little bit lackluster to me, but Bobby here recently has felt like a big deal to me. Uh maybe that's just me. They sacrificed poor theory, man.
0: Jesus, man. Like that's a that's a lose lose booking situation. I mean you can't let theory look like a Jabroni, which is what they did, and you can't you can't job out Bobby. Uh they these two should have stayed away from each other. It should have been over at money in the bank. And then they beat him in 5 minutes. What did theory do? Did he did he make somebody mad in the back?
1: Um we talked about it a few weeks ago that they should have just made this a triple threat and had No, 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 not a triple threat, a fatal four-way. I'm sorry and put AJ and Dolph in there, you could have, I mean, you could have let Bobby pin Dolph, and I don't think, I mean, Bobby still looks good. It's not, it's not going to make Dolph look any worse.
0: <laughs> Man, Dolph won you all the time. You just want to beat him like that?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I love Dolph, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but he's not somebody they're pushing anymore. If they wanted to, then that, that'd that be great, and I'm all for it, but, At the end of the day, Bobby could have pinned off and we could have had a good Fatal 4-Way with four good wrestlers. And in theory, still would have looked great. But he lost, what, the past three weeks on Raw? He's been getting attacked by everybody on both shows. He lost his title a month ago. Sure, he's Mr. Money in the Bank, but he got beat in like five minutes here. And every time he gets put in the Hurt Lock, he taps out within five seconds.
0: Okay, they try to save it, though, when they said. um that he was conserving his energy for later on. They try to conserve that, but I saw a stat the other day that since Theory has won Money in the Bank, he's lost his last eight matches. Now, I can understand, you know, losing one or two here and there, but my man can't, can't buy a win since he became Mr. Money in the Bank, and then it's getting beat down by the whole roster week in and week out, babyface or heel. They're beating up Theory. Like, is Theory in Trouble now that Triple H has the book? What What do you think, Micah?
1: That's what I thought, but didn't... I mean, he made him a pretty big guy in NXT, did he not? Before they pulled him up. He was a lackey to Johnny Gargano. That should tell you what he thought of him. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought maybe they'd give him his first name back. I mean, he's good. He's got a good look. He He's everything Sammy Guevara should have been. And, yeah, and he's like
0: six inches taller than Guevara
1: <laughs> yeah and now I don't know man is yeah. it is it bold to say he might lose that money in the bank briefcase
0: oh no come on man I hope not because theory is he's a young young guy they've been pushing him just giving up on a midway through the push makes no sense
1: yeah and the thing is too, people hate him and they want to hate him. It's not like a oh we we boo Roman, but I like Roman like nah, people genuinely just do not like Austin theory, and the whole the whole roster hates him too <laughs> I guess he's got heat with everybody just <laughs> in life, um, <laughs> and I don't know, man, maybe he was now. I did hear that his uncle passed away this weekend. Maybe he just wanted to get in and get out to go home, which the ad I can understand. But that still uh, does not excuse the past few weeks of just kind of yeah. weird...
0: Bad booking. Yeah. The ending se- sequence was cool, though. The the gorilla press into the hurt lock. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, Bobby's great. That's That's not my issue it's just like you said it should have been somebody else that bobby went over on and i really think the card would have not it ended up being a good pay-per-view or premium live event i'm sorry but yes (laughs) the the card beforehand would have looked a lot better with the fatal four-way with aj and dolph in it that's just my personal opinion
0: yeah, and it wasn't like it was a lot of multi-man matches on the card, so you couldn't have another one. There really was a lot of one-on-one matches and one tag match. They could have fit in a Fatal 4-Way.
1: Yeah. Well, next up, we had the Judgment Day versus the Mysterios in a no disqualifications match. And Okay, two
0: tag matches, then.
1: Two tag matches. Oh, yeah. I
0: forgot about this one.
1: <laughs> oh, it was very forgettable, except for the very end. Uh... The Judgment Day—they look so good. The presentation is great, just without edge. (sighs) They don't have a leader. I mean, Damien is somewhat, but he's just not there yet. As a as a wrestler, as a personality and okay okay yeah
0: as a wrestler he's good um personality he's lacking a little something he has yeah. more pers- personality than uh finn though he has way more personality than
1: finn. i didn't mean he's a bad wrestler that's not what i mean i'm just saying like he's not captivating enough for somebody to be like oh yeah he's a leader he this is a group i want to get behind edge was that guy to lead him into it and then you break him up six months eight months a year from now but four weeks after the dang team got together in the first place? I don't And know. Suppo- supposedly
0: they broke up the team so Edge could be the number one babyface. Edge ain't been seen in a month and a half. And yeah. Edge is not going to be the number one babyface, man. They, they got other guys that can step up.
1: And, and let's be honest here too, Edge has never been, Edge's best work is not as a baby face. Edge has always been oh. a better heel.
0: Yeah, they left a lot of money on the table with the Judgment Day stuff.
1: Uh, it's questionable, and I mean, I think it's beyond repair now.
0: Oh, I'm not giving up on it yet
1: uh yeah i'm lost on it and i'm hoping triple h can figure it out
0: what what about well what what about Rhea beating up dominic at random points in the show that's pretty funny
1: i like Rhea. that's not the issue (laughs) it's the other two
0: (laughs) just get balor out of there
1: i don't know man where do you even put balor at this point though well hold on okay let's get to the oh man <laughs> Let's get to the actual <laughs> match. uh The match okay. was not bad. I just really was not interested in it. it. It wasn't even that it was predictable. The outcome, just the the fact that Edge was coming back was predictable. Everybody knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I wrote. I said this is an all right match. It was just a segue to Edge's return. That's all I would. That's all I could see it as. And sure enough halfway down edge came out and cleaned house and finn got set up for the 619 ray mysterio hit it and they picked up the win uh something that did bother me was the fact that they were tagging in and out in a no disqualification (laughs) match (laughs) like who's gonna tell you no you know what bothered me the fact that
0: they teased me with the brood entrance and then edge comes out with some generic song that has nothing to do with the brood entrance. That bothered me. And Ray missing the West Coast Pop kind of kind of sucked too. I don't know if it was Dom's fault because he held the rope, but did you see when Ray tripped over the top rope doing his finish?
1: Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> that
0: kind of bothered. Oh uh, <laughs> man, I look. And then we just seen this match last week. <laughs> yeah, we just seen it.
1: That's why I'm hoping, like I said earlier, with with Triple H taking things, that this will just kind of fade into nothingness and they can get on to Edge quashing Damien or whatever, and then we can move on and let Rhea be her own thing, Damien and Finn be their own thing. Not together, I'm saying. Like, all of them just need to split, and the Judgment Day can be... Listed as what could have been because with no edge, this just is not good. It's not going to be good. I Can, can Damien keep the
0: the um, Judgment Day entrance? Because I like that. I like yeah. that song.
1: <laughs> that, that I'm like fine that with. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on to something actually interesting. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. and uh they were with the antics from the jump uh corbin came out and then they just cut his music off completely and a light (laughs) shines up to a choir in like the highest part of the stadium and they're just chanting bum a corbin and then pat mcafee's music hit and weren't they chanting that to McAfee's music?
0: Uh, I think they were chanting what McAfee says. No, or like they were going, oh, 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 oh. It was like a knockoff of the the um, White Stripe song. You know, the Seven. Nation oh, Army. okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because he used to, he came, he used to come out to that, but I guess they didn't want to pay to the uh, royalty fees anymore oh, man. so they just gave him his own sure knockoff version <laughs> oh man they can afford that that's a good song <laughs> I, like that. I, kinda, I was kind of disappointed he didn't come out to it honestly
1: well all in all this was a solid match there were some times that it it dissolved down a little bit but um, he had a swanton to the outside that Corbin didn't catch all of him and
0: his head hit but yeah his head hit the, the, the concrete really hard, man. And then he saved himself. He saved himself on the swan side. <laughs> like, there's a lot of balance. But it felt like a fight, though.
1: Yes, and I give like you that. It
0: felt like a struggle. They laid some stuff in. You can tell they're friends.
1: Yeah, and I like McAfee a lot. I do not like Baron Corbin, but McAfee's good enough to keep me interested in this. And this feud has been pretty good. I liked yeah. the attacks they've been doing and stuff like that. They um, had a ref bump towards the end in which McAfee got some payback for the, uh, the night before on SmackDown where he had nutshotted uh McAfee when he acted like he wasn't going to attack him. So then McAfee kicked him square in the Cods. And keep in mind, McAfee was an NFL punter. So, um, <laughs> and then he landed a sunset flip, one, two, three. Uh, this match... You know, it wasn't match of the night or anything like that, but it was fun. McAfee's not as good he's not as good as Logan Paul in the ring, but I think his personality and his promos are better than Logan Paul. In in the WWE world at least. His
0: his crowd connection is next level. Like the crowd was on their feet for half the match and McAfee didn't have to bust out no special moves. In fact, he messed up his la- the cold red he was trying to do. I think that was a cold red. It wasn't. It wasn't a sunset flip. He just kind of botched that cold red. And Michael Cole, Michael Cole, man, he probably had the best call of his career in this match. Like he was into it. You could tell that nobody was feeding him lines. That was legitimate.
1: I was gonna make mention of that as well because even Twitter was raving and they're normally dogging Michael Cole. Like he's gotten worse to- TV announcer for how many years now? <laughs> it's but been man, a lot. It's
0: been a
1: lot. people were all over him, just heaping praise. I think even Corey said something to him like, "You were better when somebody was telling you what to say," and he was like, <laughs> "Well, I don't have to anymore," or something like that.
0: Yeah, he was good, man. He was good. Uh, give him it. Give him his flowers.
1: This was a fun middle card match.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely a good match.
1: What did your dad think about the Pat McAfee match?
0: My dad was all in on McAfee, man. He um like uh McAfee I don't think I think he hates Corbin like with a passion.
1: But McAfee
0: was yeah, he was rooting hard for McAfee in this match. Um McAfee he's a
1: master at um
0: at turning the crowd, man.
1: Okay, I just wanted to kind of get that casual fan.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, well let me run down the Judgment Day segment. Uh he hated the name Judgment Day, which, you know, <laughs> I think's alright, man. Um, he thought, um he thought that um Theory's head didn't match his body. Um uh, he hates the way it's filmed now with all the jump cuts. Like it was visual it, it was bothering him. He made mention of that multiple times throughout the night. And I guess cause I'm used to it, I don't know, it doesn't really bother me as much. And uh, he liked the Pat match, but, you know, he did point out the times where he messed up, like the leap to the top rope and uh, when he bonked his head on the concrete and the botched finish. But other than that, you know, he was all in on the Max match, match.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree with your dad about the camera cuts. I think everybody does, like, universally. When I was getting back into Raw and SmackDown when we were starting this podcast, it was extremely noticeable now that like you said now that i watch it weekly i kind of don't pick up on it as much but there are times when somebody
0: points it out when somebody points it out that's when i start to notice it like a lot like it's it's literally every move they jump cameras camera angles
1: yeah and i think the first time that i picked up on it really bad like it made me sick was wrestlemania night one when stone cold was doing those mud hole stomps and i get why they were doing it because they were trying to protect stone cold because i mean he's old yeah you're not gonna hide that from anybody but uh, it was horrible then and there's times it's bad but there's times it's like nauseating for real you know
0: you know what really bothered me um, when they had Cesaro there, and every time he did the giant swing, they would zoom in and zoom out and then zoom in and zoom out for like thirty or sixty seconds while he was doing the swing. Yeah, that's when it really, really bothered me.
1: Which there were talks of getting Kevin Dunn out, but now, good. I guess he's here. Well, now I guess he's here right. to stay. So we'll see. Well,
0: he's not Triple H ain't gonna clean the house overnight. He gotta give it some time. You'll get those guys out of
1: there. All right. Well, we'll move on to the Street Profits, who are the challengers, versus the U.F.O.s, the undisputed tag team champions, with Double J Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee. Jeff Jarrett, MVP of the weekend. Tough to say. He he looked he looked real (laughs) Jack. I mean, hey man, maybe. You think he's, he's beefing up for one last run? He could be. I wouldn't hey, say I hate I, it.
0: I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening.
1: <laughs> he got heat on Sunday, but for Saturday, he really wasn't much of a factor in this match. Um, no, they didn't need him. Yeah, and I was okay with that. He called it down the middle like he said he was going to do. The match was all right. It, all right doesn't do it justice. It was pretty good problem is it just wasn't what their money in the bank one was and you no. I felt like everybody knew who was going to go over in this feud
0: I say they planted some subtle seeds for the Montez turn I think he's going to be the one turning on um on old Dawkins
1: Yeah I I saw that towards the end well it was after the match where Ford kind of had this look of like man I'm i don't sick of this, this guy yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh sick of being held back but all in all i mean of course there were some nice spots um it was a good match and jeff did get involved like just a little bit but i'm just glad this feud's over with Thank Ford God. is great Thank i just God. want him to go solo i think and... this is where
0: the, this is where the show kind of like went downhill a little bit, but they came back up. They came back up, but it did. You know, it took a little downturn for a little while.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. I feel bad because I feel like I haven't done some of these matches justice. But
0: if you had to skip one match of the night, this one or the next one, we're gonna or talk the about? next one. Yes, <laughs> you could skip, them and you wouldn't miss much.
1: And I'm sorry if I don't remember. Or, if I'm not explaining some of these thoroughly enough, uh we drove ten hours all in the same day to Nashville and back and then went to work the next day, so it things are just a little hectic, but um, I'm trying to hit this best I can. It was all right, match. it was so let's go over yeah next up, uh, the one I would say was probably the worst match of the night. And the most skippable challenger, Ronda Rousey versus champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, Liv Morgan. Oh, boy.
0: Can we be done with Liv? Can can we be done with Ronda? Oh, well, hold up. Ronda still has some name value. Liv Morgan, get her out of here, man. Her stuff looks sloppy, all match. She cried. She gives the same old story that all the girls give. but... Oh, was my childhood dream to be in this spot. Of course. It's everybody on the roster's childhood dream to be in that spot. You're not special. I Man, the only reason she's in that spot is because somebody in the backstage area, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to point fingers or anything. I'm just, it's speculation. This is innuendo. This is conjecture. Um, somebody thinks she's attractive backstage. And that's really the only reason she has this spot, man. You can't tell me that she deserves this spot. She's just not good.
1: I just have not been captivated by a promo. Or in or, ring. It's sloppy. Or in ring.
0: Bliss is better in ring. And Bliss sucks. Respectfully. Oh. But she sucks, man.
1: I wouldn't say Alexa sucks compared she, to she, Liv.
0: It's, it looks soft when she's in the ring, man. Like she's trying not to hurt herself. Just look how they run the ropes. You can tell if they're going to be a terrible wrestler by how they run the ropes.
1: I think my biggest thing here is... And I don't care for Rhonda either. So these two... I mean, this I did not care for this match at all. And it was exactly what I expected it to be. Horrible with a bad finish. And Rhonda attacked her after the match. Live won by DQ or whatever. But... There's just such a drop-off in women's champion. Even, I'll even throw in AW. I'm and maybe this is a hot take, but if you go Bianca Belair, Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Liv Morgan. Like, I just don't (laughs) think she compares to the other Top women's champions of both companies. Jade's not great in the ring, but Jade's personality is enough. Thunder Rosa is pretty good in the ring. Maybe not so great on the mic, but eh, I mean, it, it's not bad. But Liv does not have either. And like you said, I just feel like somebody back there, I mean,. <laughs>
0: Johnny Ace is out of power, man. We might see Liv heading back to the um, the main event tapings, man. I, just get her out of here, man. Um, and, and is Rhonda deaf? How does she not hear the three count? Right, the ref was literally beside her head when the when the the, the finish.
1: Did you catch? Oh, that? Oh yeah, or... it it wasn't by DQ. I'm sorry. The, I thought it was by DQ because of the end. No, the finish was what. Uh, Live rolled her up, and Rhonda had her in like a arm bar. An arm bar, and Live tapped, but the ref counted three. The
0: ref didn't see Live tap, and the, he was counting three while she was well, she tapped before the the three count. But how did Rhonda not hear that?
1: <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> like, would feel it. Yet? You would literally yeah. feel boom, <laughs> boom, like
0: <laughs> how did she not hear that? whatever
1: Uh, the terrible finish it wasn't horrible to me I, i mean i like the concept i just don't think the execution was great
0: i think the aftermath is the bigger story
1: yeah she i what she basically fully leaned into her heel turn and then she just held on to the arm bar and held on to the arm bar and kept holding on to the arm bar
0: yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, she beat she beat the holy but Jesus out of there. Uh, and uh, and the ref and the ref. Yo, she did beat the ref up too. He deserved so, it. He was a terrible
1: ref. <laughs> so now, uh, um, here we are. Uh Ronda suspended indefinitely. Kayfabe yeah. and Liv Morgan leads a SmackDown women's division that has mm. nobody.
0: <laughs> well, well. Oh, but positive note. Becky, Babyface, Ronda, Heel. Are we finally going to get that matchup that we got blue balled for four years ago?
1: I mean, if, if anybody's going to get a good match out of Rhonda, it'd be Becky.
0: In Los Angeles, that's the biggest money match you can do as far as the big names go on the women's side that they haven't do done. You,
1: but do you want to see it? <laughs>
0: Well, wow. well at the time when Becky got real hot as the man, that's what everybody wanted to see as the main event of WrestleMania. So, uh, you could heat up that that feud again. You could heat up that story.
1: I mean, I'm sure you could. Yeah. That's not what I mean or that's not what I'm trying to say. I just feel like me personally and maybe maybe I'm higher on Charlotte than the average Joe, but I'd rather see Becky and Charlotte. No,
0: no, man. We've done that millions of times. No.
1: no. But that's your two best workers.
0: <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. We've seen it. We've seen it. You were just complaining about Roman and Brock. We've seen it to death. But now you want to bring back Becky and Charlotte? We've literally seen that on pay-per-view, on Raw, on SmackDown.
1: Hey, man. Y'all might have saw it, but I had. not I ain't been watching the past five years.
0: Look, okay, the main gripe with Rhonda is she's been miscast as a baby face. She's a heel now. Let's see what she can do. She was really good as a heel before she left that uh, first
1: time. But it's not even that. It's that stupid, like, face she comes out with. That, like, ooh, I'm mad at you. (laughs) Yeah, the game face, man. But does she wrestle with a mouthpiece in? Uh no, she needs to. She used to. She used to. I
0: don't think she, she does needs
1: to because it would let her animate her face less stupidly.
0: You know, my dad pointed out the same thing about her face, but he he still can't stand her for her actions. Like after she got beat up
1: often times in UFC, and he's valid for t- that. <laughs> Your dad's valid for that.
0: <laughs> she's sore lucid. He does not want to see Ronda Rousey. <laughs>
1: I don't either. Maybe if you... I mean, I guess it's one of those things you can't miss them if they're always there. Maybe if she's gone, it'd be better, but... She's going to draw some
0: heat. She is going to draw some heat,
1: man. I'm lost on her right now. We'll see where it goes from here, but this match and segment and live... Well, uh... (laughs) (laughs) anyways um we'll move on from
0: the roller coaster
1: we'll move on to the high point of the show Uh, yeah i think so yeah it match of the night i try to think of everything else we got challenger the beast the street breaker the be all end all the man the myth
0: the suplex um what what did you call the um, Dang, Escape Me. The suplexer Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that
1: one. <sighs> Anyways, um, we got Brock Lesnar, the generational talent, the next big thing. I'm trying to think of every other thing he's ever been called. <laughs> Versus uh. <laughs> the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And shockingly, Roman came out first here, which it would be revealed later as why and then brock comes out and i just want to say that these two get a pop like nobody else this was the big oh, money yeah. match and yeah. uh, you've seen it a thousand times
0: the mood changed when they came in
1: yeah every time it's on paper you're like oh i still want to see this <laughs> even though like you you know the <laughs> past like eight <laughs> ones have been so bad hey i will
0: point Can can i point something out go ahead has there ever been a guy that's been on top his entire run like Brock Lesnar? He was on top twenty years ago at Summerslam. He main evented against The Rock twenty years ago. Has there ever been a guy like that to be on top every single point in his career?
1: Taker was never Taker. Yeah, Taker was never a mid card guy. No, no. Hogan. Hogan was never a mid-carder. Maybe in the territories, like AWA, but on the national television level, he was never a mid-carder.
0: But still, I think Brock Lesnar is kind of a sleeper pick for Mount Rushmore. hmm. Come on, man. Come on now. Come on.
1: My personal Mount Rushmore (laughs) is its kind of stupid the last one, but we'll get there, is Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, and a half-face of Stone Cold with a half-face of The Rock because those two are universally the same. They're pretty much interchangeable.
0: But Undertaker was never the guy in the company. He was never the number one guy. Lesnar is and was the number one guy his entire run. How many guys can you say that about?
1: Ryan. Undertaker was
0: always the complimentary guy. You literally. I'm just saying, man. I'm just
1: just saying. You literally told me. I have a clip on my phone that we were talking about Ric Flair being the goat on Sunday, and you said, nah, the goat's standing down there in the front row talking about Undertaker. (laughs) How you gonna knock the man you just were talking about? Oh, nah, he's the goat. (laughs)
0: Man, look, that's beside the point. Point is I don't know where my point was. <laughs> I think I was just trolling you that night. <laughs> we'll get to the flare match.
1: Anyways, I see your point. <laughs> Let's
0: Yeah.
1: I I can't put Brock on a I can't put Brock in my top ten of all time because
0: Whoa, what? How? Why?
1: the part time
0: oh god bro did you see hogan every week in the territories no you didn't see hogan every week in madison square garden they didn't film hogan being wrestling um uh they didn't they didn't they didn't have hogan wrestle one on one matches on tv lesnar doesn't have to be there he's an attraction this is how they should have booked big show maybe he could have been something no maybe he could have been a bigger deal
1: I see your point, but I, I just—he's an attraction. Brock soured attraction. me so much for so many years with him not being there. The same way that Roman has a little bit, where like I, I really like Roman, and I like the stuff he's doing. But man, if you're not, if you're not there every week, even every two weeks, I'd take. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not saying you got to wrestle, but just a promo or something. Hogan didn't wrestle every Nitro, but. He you, was there. Do you. Okay, but let me give you a counterpoint. Do you remember how Cena
0: was there every single week and people started booing him?
1: I do. I mean, come on, Micah. I
0: mean, people get sick of seeing the same guy every single week.
1: Stone Cold was there every week.
0: He was only on top for three years. And he was not there every week, he was hurt for like the entire year 2000 he was hurt.
1: Okay, The Rock, The Rock was there every week.
0: He didn't have a big run. He was only on, he was only on top of what? 4 years?
1: How long was he on he was top? top. 4.
0: 10 10 years. 2005 and his 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 full-time run ended in 2015.
1: The Rock was He was on top. The Rock was on top for what? 98 to like 2003.
0: No, because he took time off to do movies in 0-2. No, he left in 0-1 to go do the Scorpion King, and then went to go to go do another movie in 0-2 and 0-3. He was part time basically after uh, after SummerSlam one
1: Okay, what about Taker though? To to raise that same argument with Taker, just...
0: Taker didn't wrestle every week. Taker didn't. But he
1: was there. Week. I'm not saying he's got to wrestle every week, but he was there.
0: He was never the top guy
1: but he was always factored in.
0: Yeah, he was the complimentary piece. You could have had Attitude error without Undertaker.
1: I don't know. I I, I cannot include Brock oh. on my top 10. I see your point. He's my, top.
0: he's my he's on my Mount Rushmore.
1: On your Mount Rushmore?
0: Yes. Yes. Who are the I'm other 3? We got we we can put Rock in there. We'll put Austin in there and Hogan. And oh wait, I got to put Cena in there. Okay, we'll add a fifth one for Cena. No, you got to pick four. (laughs) I don't want to. Okay, fine. Uh, Rock and Austin are in the same. They're half and half. Their faces chiseled together. Put those guys and then uh, Cena, Lesnar, Hogan. How about that? That's my Mount Rush. You
1: boy. put Lesnar on your Mount Rush more of a Ric Flair. Yes. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's all for the Scoop Slap <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, get out of here, Ric Flair. I Rick Yeah, he was on top in, in the in the NWA. He was never on top in the main company.
1: He was the WWF champion was it for a token
0: run at the end. And then he left a year later.
1: He was WCW World Heavyweight Champion multiple times over. He's got the most World Championship reigns ever. That doesn't make him great. He lost the, title the most times
0: too. And he lost it the most times too, didn't he? Yeah, he won it, but he still lost it the most times. That doesn't impress me. When you got... So many championship rings. Oh, I got you're a 15 time world champion. Okay, well you lost the title 15 times. Uh,
1: is is that it, is man, that I'm right? Just... Is that right, LeBron fan?
0: Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not gonna don't don't get me
1: started on that, man. I'm just saying that's the same argument. Sure, LeBron went 10 times, but he lost six of them. He also has four rings. Player <laughs> has 16. He has four
0: that's beside the point.
1: There's so many. Look, man. Sean, Taker, Cena. Sean,
0: no, no. Sean, he was never. When he was on top, the business was down. Brett. The same argument. Business was down when they... those guys were on top.
1: Punk, Jericho, Eddie. Nope,
0: nope, nope. They were never the marquee guys, man. They were never marquee. You know it. The number one guy in the company was never CM Punk, was never Chris Jericho. The number one guy in the company. Those guys were complimentary.
1: CM Punk was number no, one it guy. it was still Cena.
0: It was still no. Cena. Stop it. It was still Cena. Bro, Cena was, was main event in every pay-per-view. What do you mean? He main evented with John Laurinaitis during Punk's height of his, his uh, popularity.
1: That's, get out of here. That's because Stop the company that. did not want to get behind CM uh, Punk.
0: Oh, okay. That's what it was. It wasn't Cena
1: outsell, selling them in merch, wasn't that? Punk outsold him in merch because Punk got... Maybe for a brief time. No, because Punk got pissed when they turned him heel because he was like, okay, well, if you're going to turn me heel, then what about my merch sales? And they're like, oh, no, we're going to do it because Rock's coming back. Anyways, we're getting off on a tangent. <laughs> I, will,
0: All right, listeners. I will never Listener take reign. your
1: word for that in my life but Lesnar comes out and Lesnar hops on a tractor and he drives it down to the ring (laughs) and man the crowd went nuts for the tractor it was so stupid but it was so great (laughs) I loved it and I'm not gonna lie for a brief moment in time when this match first started I thought Brock might win he was dominating um the first, like, ten minutes. Yes. It was... I mean, he beat the dog piss out of Roman for a long time. Uh It was getting a little boring for a little while, but it picked up. It definitely
0: picked up. It got wild.
1: And my wife, who I would say is probably in the same category as your dad in terms of, like, the casual fan, was saying that, like... Hold, I say when she said this specifically. Um, they started out and they went over the barricade and brought outside on one of the uh, stands that they stand like the Titantron on for the stadium shows, and then they came back in and they had some tables and Brock sit, put him through some tables and hit him with what like was it the table leg he started hitting him with? He man, he had a broken piece
0: of the table. And then he put Roman through the broken piece and broke it again. And then he just started beating him with the other half of the table.
1: Yeah, and started slamming him on, like, the stairs. All sorts of junk. It was a fight. So then they eventually come back in the ring. And at this point, this is when my wife started saying, like, (sighs) it's kind of getting to a point where it was like Roman, or Brock would do one thing to Roman, and then it would be like an eight count. And then he would do one more thing to him, and it would be a nine count. And that's where I felt like the match kind of slowed down a little bit or kind of came to a halt. It it did end up picking back up, but it had been so one sided.
0: Which is usually what Lesnar matches are. And then, you know, the guy gets his heat back in the end, and then Lesnar overcomes it.
1: I mean, yeah, but I don't, I just, I guess I expected it to be more back and forth. And I'm not taking away from the match. The match was great because we're not even at the best stuff. Oh,
0: yeah. It was a great match. It was great. But
1: I see your point where, at least from like a casual fan's eyes, maybe it got a little kind of lulled through.
0: And when they brought the, you know, the tractor out, people were waiting on the tractor to be used, too. So I think people were sitting on their hands. People were sitting on their hands until, you know, the tractor got involved.
1: Well, then speaking of the tractor um Roman <laughs> or Brock takes Roman outside and puts him in the I'm, I'm sorry I'm not well versed in my farm equipment the uh, the, the scoop the part of the thing. yeah the, the, the scoop crane yeah the the scoop part of the tractor and then whoa
0: whoa whoa hold up whoa, whoa whoa
1: would you consider that a scoop slam oh Oh, is that two for the year now? That would be two for the year. You might be right. Yeah. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I'm counting it. You know what? All uh, right. So uh, <laughs> he puts Roman in the scoop mechanism. What do they always say? Uh medical scoop-like faci- structure. Yeah, scoop-like structure <laughs> medical facility. Um, And he drives the tractor closer to the ring and dumps him out of it. I thought that he was going to take it and like put it on him so that he couldn't get up. But yeah. what they ended up doing was even better. So anyways, Roman beats the count and they kind of brawl for a little bit longer. Well, Brock goes to the outside and gets in the tractor and puts the scoop under the ring and then just lifted the entire ring. Well, not the entire ring, the entire corner of the ring up. And Roman just fell out of the ring.
0: <laughs> he did a tumble, man. <laughs> Roman sold that perfectly.
1: Oh, he did. I I don't know. I kind of got a little worried for a minute.
0: Can Can you imagine being in the front row for that? Like, if that went wrong, bro, you, you, you catch these all over the front row.
1: I don't know. Like, say what you want to. But that's a very meticulous spot that has to be done right. And something I didn't think about till after the fact, too. I would have been pissed to be in the front row on the side that the ring was lifted up.
0: <laughs> can't see nothing paid $1,500 for the
1: tickets. Because, like, <laughs> what do you do?
0: You just <laughs> look at the screen up top. Could
1: they see the screen from where they were?
0: Did they have another Titantron at the at the stage or? I don't remember, but yeah, I would have been I would have been PO too. Uh, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen the ring tipped over like that. Never. Yeah, I've been watching for a long time, man. That was the craziest thing. Ever. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the the like the Austin beer truck thing where he moved the ring. Yeah.
1: It was very inventive, and I was not chaotic i was not predicting that to happen that uh the night nope. of Summersland Now, when he came out with the tractor i thought something might happen of course because it's wrestling if they bring something out something's gonna happen but you gotta use it you yeah gotta use it, they bring <laughs> it. but i wasn't expecting that specific thing to happen when i was looking down the card before the show even started so um, did
0: did something give it away though when they didn't use the led post
1: i thought about that but i kind of felt like they got scapegoated by the fact that triple h took over and he could have just been like oh well i don't want the post here anymore
0: yeah
1: but i mean i think they should keep the post going anyways but eh, neither here nor there
0: yeah it's a minor thing (laughs) baby steps steps. but
1: so after that um brock and he he was dying laughing too in the in the seat (laughs) of the tractor when it happened so he gets down, and they go over there, and they brawled for a long time over there, uh, trading title shots, um, chairs. Uh, I, you might be easier to name what they didn't use in this match. Uh,
0: it picked up. It picked up when they uh, flipped
1: over there. Yes. Uh, Spears, F5s, it didn't matter. About halfway through when they're over there when the ring got picked up, a town down hits and boy the crowd booed the crap out of him he runs down and (laughs) tries to cash in the briefcase and how how though there was no reason i didn't think about it until you said that (laughs) but like would it be sanctioned or does it just become a triple threat last man standing
0: Well, if he inserted himself into the match, it would have to be added on to the original match. So I would assume it would be a triple threat last man standing match. At that point, how do you win?
1: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So who, (laughs) do you have to be the one guy standing tall? Or is it like elimination? Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, it could (laughs) have. I mean, I guess it could go either way, but. Nonetheless, he went to cash it in and Brock made sure not to let that happen.
0: He wouldn't have none of that.
1: No, he beat the dog piss out of Theory. He like, didn't he F5 him onto the briefcase? <laughs> and then he just picked the briefcase up and started beating him with it and Theory was out. <laughs> I mean, there was no coming back. Theory was
0: gone for the rest of the match. He was, so, was yeah. set up for 30 minutes, man.
1: <laughs> and so then while Brock's putting on this rampage, just tearing through everybody, including Roman. The Usos come out and try and help Roman, and they start to be slightly successful, but Brock still just tears through them. (laughs) And poor old Paul Heyman. Oh, God.
0: (sighs) Spot of the night, man. Spot of the night. Man,
1: Brock (laughs) picked him up like a sack of potatoes (laughs) and threw him F5 him into the announce table and right. Heyman sold it like he died. <laughs> he was... <laughs> he
0: was so
1: it was so great.
0: Heyman ain't took no bump in what ten years, fifteen years, man. But this this was great. Uh, me and my me and my pops were dying laughing at this.
1: It just the visual of <laughs> Paul Heyman.
0: <laughs> Look like Lesnar struggled for a little bit. Too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he just—it looked like a sack of potatoes. He just whoop and threw it into the announce table. It was great, but then Roman recovered. Um, he hit Brock with a few title shots, and Brock still was getting up at the count of eight or nine. He goes over and grabs Austin Theory's briefcase, beats the crap out of Austin Theory, and then beat Brock up with it, even though Theory's been out for like the past ten minutes. Um and he speared him and hit him with everything and Brock was still getting up and so then he grabs the title and hits him with it one last time and then they buried him him and the usos buried him in the remnants of the what was left of the announce table and the old tables and the stairs and there was no way Brock was going to get up from that so the last man standing for the night still your tribal chief still your undisputed champion not pinned in seven 900 days. Been champion for over 700. Roman Reigns. Wow. Um. This was Lesnar's
0: longest match in a long time, right? He wrestled for 20 yeah. minutes.
1: Yeah, I think it was 23. And this was really good. This made up for more than their WrestleMania match by far. Because oh, yeah. the WrestleMania match was such a letdown because the build was so good. And this was so great.
0: This is what their WrestleMania match had been.
1: Yeah, it just left such a bad taste in everybody's mouth that it really made Night One look as like even better. And, and the, build, the build was so
0: good for that too.
1: Yeah, it, I just I really hope that they. They don't fight again. As much as I enjoyed this match, I want it to actually be the last one.
0: You think this was the original plan? Brock and Roman at SummerSlam?
1: We think they had to pivot because of the injuries. (sighs) Maybe. I mean, I don't think so, though. It wasn't a last man standing match. I mean, I know they had to... You know, cut it. Go home early because of Brock's, or was it no? It was Roman's arm that popped out. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I really don't know how else they would have finished that match. Maybe it goes a little bit longer. But
0: no, 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 no. I mean, um, because of all the injuries that happened, like with Cody and Randy, you think that's the reason they had this match at SummerSlam?
1: Oh, probably. I don't know that they would have put Cody in this yet, but I don't think that it would have been Brock and Roman again. Or if it was, they probably would have just had a regular old match again. But they had to put some big stakes on it since, I mean, really? Even, like I said, at the top of the show, what else on this card was of any value? Oof. uh,
0: The matches were good, but no. Okay, so some was good. Roman and Brock had to be the main event. I mean, you could have put Bianca and Becky, I guess, but was anybody really dying to see that match? I mean, you know, it was a good match. But the build... Yeah. They they did the right thing with how they placed the card. The, the card placement was good, how they did it. They built... They started out high, ended high, a couple lows at the end there, but...
1: Uh, the placement
0: was was pretty good.
1: I think it saved the show. Uh, Whoa. the show.
0: Whoa, come on. Really?
1: The show wasn't bad, but the show gained a lot from this match alone. It left a it was a such a positive note on a pretty good show already. I mean, it's kind of like the the Death Before Dishonor show without that final match, like really. It just would have been okay. I feel the same way about SummerSlam. It just would have been an all right card. Not bad, but. It's it's very memorable, though.
0: Like, I'll go back and watch that Roman and Brock match, which is not something I would say about a lot of current day wrestling in general. I mean, you don't really. Me, personally, I don't go back and watch a lot of wrestling that I've already seen because, you know, it kind of loses its luster after it's not live anymore. But I would definitely go back and, and check this out again.
1: I agree. Well, um overall I think we're both pretty unanimous in our match of the night, but what would you rate the show overall?
0: Uh
1: are we going out of ten? Yes.
0: Um, I think I rated the R8 show like a seven point something. So I'd give SummerSlam an eight point six. Give it eight point six. <laughs> give that eight point six.
1: Oh, you're so blind. How no,
0: man, it was a great show and there was actual people there to enjoy the show and like RLH.
1: I give it an eight. I mean man, on you paper gave all that I
0: work and you only gave it point five less than I did. Get out of here.
1: Yeah, but the fact that you willingly rated it higher than the Ring of Honor show just because
0: I think the spectacle matters when it comes to rating a show. If it feels low budget, I'm not going to give it a high rating. But it's... It's off-brand, Micah. It's off-brand. Do you want off-brand Cinnamon Toast Crunch or do you want real Cinnamon Toast Crunch?
1: Which one do you want? They just started the company back. What do you expect? They've been around
0: for 20 years, Micah. 20 years. They haven't built anything at ROH.
1: They lost all their stars. They have
0: AEW roster. Put those guys on there. It doesn't even matter, man. The, the point is, you, you're missing the point. The point is ROH felt low budget compared to WWE. It's
1: now, because you can't argue artist.
0: that. You can, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So no, but it, it doesn't take away from the wrestling aspect or the show itself. Like ECW pay-per-views, they had great pay-per-views, but obviously it's not going to no. compare to WrestleMania.
0: No, they didn't. They did not have great pay-per-views. Get out of here! Stop that! What? What great pay-per-view can you name an ECW?
1: <laughs> they didn't. They but, didn't
0: involve WWE.
1: <laughs> no, I'm one. not. I'm not well-versed on my ECW <laughs> lore, but you can't tell me they had bad pay-per-views if people if it had such a cult following.
0: Uh, so it's the loud minority. Makes a lot of noise, Micah.
1: Anyways, I give um, the show an eight. It was good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And overall, I enjoyed my time watching it, especially the main event.
0: I'm very excited to see where they go from here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: 8.5. I think it was a good chapter to start the Triple H era of WWE. Uh, the, obviously they still got or they've still got some things to air out and some there's still some ventisms in there. that's what I'm trying to say okay but that's fair. I think they did a good job of showing that things are here to change yeah like with the um Bailey and Dakota Kai and all them coming out. You know, stuff like that, I think, put the idea in people's minds. Okay, you know, maybe I will tune in on Monday just to see what it's like. Maybe I will tune in this Friday to see what it's like, see what actually changes. Because believe it or not, people still tune in for WrestleMania and SummerSlam that aren't regular wrestling fans. They just turn it on because, oh, yeah, I see what's going on nowadays. They, um,
0: they announced that SummerSlam was watched by the most people. Like, the the, the most watched SummerSlam of all time happened uh, last Sunday. Which is pretty pretty dang good, man. Because SummerSlam is, what, 32 years old? What was that 30, 32, 33? I don't know. When, when was the yeah. first SummerSlam? 89? Something
1: like that. And yeah. to say that with, you know, look at some of the greatest SummerSlams of all time, like 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: 2013.
1: Yeah, any of the late 90s SummerSlams. Yeah. To say that that was the most watched is kind of crazy. So I feel like they did their job in making people tune in for the next, you know, to see what was going to happen.
0: And granted, it is like, what, $5 for Peacock? <laughs> Let's see.
1: <dip>. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, that is an aspect of it, but at least got to give them a little bit of, benefit of the doubt so i'm interested to see where triple h takes this we'll obviously be watching on monday but all right well um we'll move on to the rick flair last match card <laughs> i guess we'll just kind of fly down it because there really wasn't like a whole lot to talk about with most of them
0: bro i can't add anything to have this card i was literally in the concession stands for an hour waiting on one batch of popcorn Top for me. Like Michael, you're gonna have to carry this man.
1: No, you hold well, you go ahead. I'll let you get your rant out about a 1980s popcorn machine. (laughs) They had one popcorn machine in the whole arena. This is a
0: this is a big arena. Um, this is supposedly where all these famous artists have performed, and this is the music capital of the world. You think they have a decent popcorn machine or more than one? No. No, they have a popcorn machine that was here for Flair's first match, apparently. And it kept on burning the popcorn. I waited for over 45 minutes on one batch of popcorn, Micah. And I paid $7 for that popcorn. So I was not leaving that line until I got that popcorn. And then I missed the the, the, the the only match I was looking forward to, besides Flair's last match, the the, the Fatou match with... Um, who do you face, Josh Alexander? I wanted to see. I wanted to see that match. No, no, you can't see that match. You're still waiting on your popcorn, and you've been waiting for almost 45 minutes for it. And then I missed the lucha match. I missed the fatal four way lucha match. that was supposedly the match of the night. I'm really disappointed in that. But I mean, they were probably guys I never heard of. But still, um, the you know what happened, Micah Cross. He who do me because I saw Cross come out with Scarlett. And I saw Davey Boy Smith come out. So I was like, this is a good match to go to the bathroom for. And then I didn't realize that I was going to be waiting an hour to get some some popcorn, man. But all in all, the positive note of waiting in that line for an hour, I did get somebody to subscribe and like the Scoop Slam podcast. I got a kid to subscribe on um, our Spotify page. So that was cool.
1: Well but, we're always looking to game fans, so I, yeah. I appreciate your uh service. <laughs> I know, Chris. Uh, what how would you think? You, Micah? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the undercard was pretty solid. I thought this was interesting because this was kind of a UFC esque card. I, or the way they structured it was in terms of you know, they had small matches that, you know, was a very obvious undercard for a big match at the very end. And maybe this is a wrestling card of the future that we could be seeing. It'd take a UFC approach.
0: Do you prefer that?
1: I don't know if I prefer it because then you get people like... I would say uh, I'm not a casual UFC fan like I I usually watch the fight nights and you know the prelims and the just I watch the prelims and the main cards and highlights and stuff like that whereas most people will just watch the main card like they don't know people on the prelims no and I don't know everybody that's not what I'm saying but that's generally I would say a casual UFC fan is that way but the way that the UFC has captivated a lot of people, I think, is definitely interesting. Yeah. So, maybe it's something wrestling.
0: Those cards are long. This card was two hours? What? Two hours? Two and a half hours?
1: Uh I think three.
0: Really? Was it three? Wow.
1: Yeah. But we planned for like four.
0: That's counting the pre-show, right? Yeah.
1: But I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's a thing that AEW and WWE should do, but maybe, you know, Ring of Honor could look at it. Impact. AEW
0: did do that originally with their early pay per views They built it like a UFC card, but they pivoted from that and started doing the WWE approach, you know, putting something hot up, up first and then getting a cool down match right before the main event. Which, you know, I, I guess I'm not opposed to the other one. It's just the. The WWE method is is the one that I, you know, grew up on, so.
1: Yeah. I I understand. But we'll run down the card real quick, and I'll comment on the ones that I feel like need to comment. Uh, For the first match, Ren Narita defeated Yuya, and I'm very sorry if I don't pronounce this correctly. Yuya... Yuimura. I'm very sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. But these... It was an okay match from two guys that are from the LA Dojo. This went five and a half minutes. (laughs) Second up, we had the Bunkhouse Battle Royale. And I missed some of this. No, we missed most of this. Because that
0: jabroni made us move.
1: Yes, they tried to make us move to the other side to make it look full. And we went all the way around the arena. And then... We missed like the whole thing. Like we saw Nick Gage come out, and then we got in at, like the last minute when Effie did the uh, move. Effie with... was there. Yeah, he was the one that did that move off the top rope with Bully Ray. I didn't even notice.
0: Oh, the uh, what's up spot?
1: Yes, that's I couldn't think oh, of the name okay. of it. Okay, um, okay. but I remember, I, remember, Warner...
0: I remember Nick Gage being over with like two
1: neck beers in the crowd. <laughs> Dude, they were screaming <laughs> and i just remember you looking back with such a like distasteful <laughs> look on your face <sighs> but mance warner won the um bunkhouse battle royale get, and he last eliminated bully ray this went 11 minutes next up was the motor city wait, machine guns wait 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 what's, oh, your, favorite man's, what's your
0: favorite man's warner match Mike?
1: <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, you know the one where yeah, he, it's, uh... it's
0: this one, right? That's...
1: Yeah, the one where he uh, did the the thing with the yeah, uh, weapon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways, God, I, like I like that one.
0: <laughs> Come on, man, man, more. I didn't know who it was originally.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't even know who it was until they announced it. Like I had to figure, I had to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: had to get on Reddit to see who he was.
1: <sighs> but. Uh, then we had the Motor City Machine Guns versus the Wolves. Um, I mean, this was okay. I expected
0: more. I expected more. Yeah.
1: This. this is when I started to realize that all these matches are fixing to be short. Because I thought this one was going to go a lot longer, and it only went yeah. 10 minutes. And I was like, hmm. Which, I mean, was fine. These are
0: TNA Tag Legends, man. Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, they were... They were over in what the early twenty tens and then the, the wolves held it down in the mid twenty tens. And so you figure, you know, just kind of a dream match on paper. But no, ten minutes in and out.
1: Yeah, they had one before that was labeled as a dream match. And I I guess I just expected to go fifteen closer to twenty, maybe, but meh. Yeah. Next up we had uh killer cross. <laughs> your' your least favorite yeah. wrestler now <laughs> defeated davy boy smith jr um, uh this went five minutes oh and it was so flat cross okay it was so flat man i just i was like okay uh i mean cross looked good it was cool to see davy boy i guess scarlet next good. <sighs> nah next up we had uh, (laughs) we had a four corners match to determine the number one contender for the Progress World Championship I didn't even know that until I just now read it Uh, Jonathan Gresham defeated Alan Angels Kanosuke Takeshita and Nick Wayne by pinfall uh this went five minutes, but I do want to make mention of this. What? <laughs> did Yes. I didn't feel that short when I was there, but I just looked at it now. Five minutes. Jonathan Gresham got no reaction when he came out. Like, nobody cheered or clapped. Well, <laughs> this, one did, this one dude did one dude did yell, F you. But uh, other than that, <laughs> yeah, man, there, it, was, it wasn't much.
0: Could he see over the top rope? Mm. This is where I started chatting up a guy in the in the concession stands line about Gresham's PWI placement, and I turned back and I asked this kid, "How many issues of PWI have you on? Man, man he look like I, he looked like I had steaming turds hanging in my mouth, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, this—I just. I like Takeshita, and I guess Nick Wayne's okay, but the other two I don't care for, and, I mean, it was five minutes long, and it, I'm sorry, Jonathan Gresham, but when a 16-year-old is taller than you, am I really going to be hurt when you hang them up? <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> the Four Horsemen, Brian Pillman Jr., and Brock Anderson with Arne Anderson. Defeated the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, and his son, Kerry Morton. Uh, they won by pinfall. This went seven and a half minutes. Wait,
0: wait. I don't remember. What? I missed this too? Yeah. God, how many matches did I... I missed four matches on this card.
1: Um, two, three, four, five. Did you, come in, did you come in on the Briscoes match?
0: No. Uh, no, it was right before. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I came back for. Because I missed okay, it. Okay, yeah, then you missed...
1: Yep, you missed 5 matches. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um the let's see here. It was pretty good. Uh I I really wasn't expecting a whole lot. Ricky Morton isn't bad still to be, you know, his age. I will also say that Brian Pillman Jr needs to be healed because his work here was so much better. And he just he kinda looked like he looked like somebody here. He was in black long tights with four horsemen on the side, kinda like Benoit's old tights from ninety six. Uh he just I don't know, he looked like a wrestler, like somebody that mattered, not some jabroni and a jack off tag team, I guess. You know
0: you know what? You say that, but we didn't even recognize him when we walked right past him. <laughs> Okay,
1: he had glasses on <laughs> oh, and glasses on. <laughs> was in like all black. Dude, I was looking at everything <laughs> but the people I was walking by. <laughs>
0: oh, there's a hornswalker. Oh, there's Candace Michelle. Oh, God. Lex Luger just came in the bathroom with us.
1: Yeah, and Jay Briscoe.
0: Pause,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, uh,. Pillman needs to be healed, but this was okay. I was kind of shocked that the Four Horsemen won. Um, next up, we had the match of the night. It went 12 minutes. Ray Phoenix defeated Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Black Taurus by pinfall. If you didn't watch this match, you need to go back and watch it because it was very good. And uh, the crowd went crazy yeah, I could I it. could actually
0: hear the crowd during this match, like actually gasping and, and clapping the other matches it was quiet man It was like a you could hear a pin drop in there
1: oh i'm sorry jonathan gresham is very interesting anyways we'll, we'll move on to...
0: i thought takashi would get a bigger reaction you know and he's your guy
1: i mean i cheered for him but uh, you the only one i guess <laughs> next up we had josh alexander versus jacob fatu for the impact world championship this went 10 and a half minutes and ended in a no contest As Matt Cardona and Brian Myers uh, came out, they came out and interrupted the match and started attacking both of them and he held up the Impact World Championship when DDP hit the ring and DDP uh, hit Matt Cardona with a cutter and I think Brian kind of scooped him up and they got out of there before DDP could do anything else. This was cool. I mean, it was cool to see DDP. And the match was good up to this point. Jacob Fatu did like a whisper in the wind or, or something. It was crazy. I'm very shocked Jacob Fatu is not signed somewhere. I'm so disappointed I missed this. I'm very sorry. <laughs> ne- <laughs> Next up, we had the Briscoes. Jay and Mark versus Devon Von Erics, Marshall and Ross. This went 745 it was mm. just there.
0: Yeah, uh, sh- I can I can see why the the Von Eric boys haven't been signed anywhere.
1: And they weren't bad; just they I just, didn't, nobody stand just out, cared. Nobody yeah. didn't stand out. No, yeah. Um, and then the I guess the co-main event, or well, I wouldn't oh, come on, no, I wouldn't come call on. it a co-main Let's, event. Get out of here! I would call it a. Uh, wow. Uh, a pre-show match? Oh no! <laughs> um, a triple threat for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Jordan Grace defeated Deanna Purrazzo and Rachel Ellering by submission. Mm. This was there. Well, it happened.
0: Uh, who got hurt at the beginning?
1: It was Ellering. I don't even know what happened. She just like fell, and then the ref. <laughs> started, like, looking at her. I, I genuinely did not see what happened.
0: It, it looked like they tried to call an audible, too, because they just paused when she got hurt. And, like, I was thinking to myself, huh, bet Ben Walden didn't have to do anything to that.
1: Hmm. Mm. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but.
0: Well, I mean, when they had everything planned out, and once the injury happened, they looked like a deer in the headlights, man. <laughs>
1: And then finally we get to the main event. Whoa,
0: whoa, who won? Who won?
1: Jordan Grace. Oh,
0: okay. You gotta tell
1: the listeners, man. I did. Oh, I you said did. Jordan Grace? Man, you're not you're not listening. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're too burnt man. out by this stellar card. <laughs> um anyways, for the main event, Rick Flair and Andrade El Idolo defeated Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. By pinfall. Uh, I do want to mention a few things. First, Jeff Jarrett, top tier heel, got insane heat because he threw some dude's beer on him. uh He got like Undertaker
0: type entrance.
1: <laughs> yes, he had a huge entrance. We made a joke that he was going to get the Cody Vader, and he had his uh, he had his old TNA theme. Gas. Great thing. Great thing. Jay Lethal deserves his props. Him and Andrade, mainly Andrade, but Jay Lethal does too. Because they carried Rick Flair through this match. Jesus. Rick was in bad shape
0: through seventy five percent of this match.
1: Look, man. The, the high points. Love.
0: the high point of all this was the entrances. Can we just agree on that? Because nobody was on Nobody was sitting down when Ric Flair came out. The whole arena was on their feet just wooing. I got a little emotional, man, not even gonna lie.
1: I mean I did too towards the end when he won and then it kind of all came to a culmination that I had seen Ric Flair wrestle and for the last time, you know, with a tear in my <laughs> eye.
0: Were, were you uh were you disappointed that he came out with a shirt on? I
1: I know the no.
0: phrasing. Phrasing
1: is probably a little bad on that question, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's just like everybody else was upset that this match was not a five star classic. I, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry that Ric Flair has a pacemaker and he's seventy three years old. What did what were people expecting? This was a spectacle. This was not a match. This was not going to be a classic. This was a spectacle. You were here to see Ric Flair go in there and do whatever he was gonna do. Whether if he did the face first bump and he looked like nineteen ninety five Ric Flair, that would have been great. Reality it, is he looked like twenty twenty two Ric Flair <laughs> who has a pacemaker.
0: He was the corpse rick Ric Flair, man. <laughs> he was honestly yeah. he was He was unconscious for 10 minutes, Mike. He didn't move.
1: can't take you anywhere. (laughs) We
0: were both questioning if he was alive.
1: I got a little worried for a minute there, but (laughs) that's besides the point. Flair did what he could at 73, and Andrade and Jay and Jeff got him through it. Jeff Jarrett also needs his flowers because he is like 55 and still looks good and still got heat and... Is still a fluid wrestler. He
0: throws a heck of a punch too. Probably got the best working punch in the business. He impressed me probably the most out of everybody because I know what Lethal is. I know what Andrade is. But dang, Jeff Jarrett. Even I wouldn't hate it if he came back to Impact for one last run. I wouldn't hate it.
1: Nah, send him to WWE. Oh, make on, him man. bow to come the tribal chief.
0: What? Hey. All right, wait. Okay, the Roman. Yeah. okay.
1: He could <laughs> take a spear. Okay. <laughs> uh, but all in all, I it, it was a fun card. I got to see some people i have never seen before. I got to see Ric Flair. We both got to see Ric Flair. Um we Starcast a was we gained, a we gained a subscriber. We went to Starcast. We saw a ton of wrestlers. We met Ricky Starks. Did yeah, meet Ricky. Um you said you had some breaking news that we met Ricky. We
0: did meet Ricky. We discussed the FTW title. He didn't seem in good favor of that booking decision. I mean, he didn't say that personally, but still, you saw it. You kind of just tell. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell he wasn't feeling that booking. Um, he enjoys his pose a little too much because he asked us if we want to break it out
1: for. Our oh picture. man. <laughs> Let's
0: mention that. Let's mention the whole story. He um he's a nice guy though. I like Ricky.
1: Now Ricky was really cool. Um, I would really enjoy interviewing him if the chance, if the opportunity ever came, because he was very nice, and uh, I mean, I'm just saying. He said he'd let us take Danhausen. Oh yeah, if he would take that. Hobbs, so <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he agreed.
0: Hey man, the Ric Flair match. I mean, let me just go back to that real quick. You cannot say that you enjoyed this as a match. As a as a tag match, you cannot say that this was anything anything better than a dud, man. This was this was terrible. This was awful. this was,
1: was better than Brock and Roman.
0: All right, you guys. This was the Scoop Slam podcast. <laughs> um, I'm your, I'm the co-host Ryan. That was Micah. <laughs> this will be my last podcast.
1: It was not a good tag team match. No, it was not a good match. But it was a it was seeing Ric Flair. We one wanted last to see time.
0: Ric Flair do something, not take a nap in the ring for thirty minutes.
1: He did some chops. He bled him
0: and he laid on his stomach for thirty minutes, Micah. And then the the finish, the finish, bro. Oh god! It took his life force away from him. Andrade looked like he was directing a ghost, to, like he was trying to get Ric Flair back to, back to it. Man, he was he he It looked like he was concussed or he was unconscious, and then Andrade woke him up. He walked over to Jared and did the sloppiest brass knuckle spot that you will ever see. and then the oh my god the finish! How could we miss the finish? Okay, so. Let me paint the scene. I'll try to do my best because uh, Micah does this better than me. But uh, Flair sets up for the figure-four leg lock on Jarrett. He he locks him in to the figure-four leg lock. However, the referee counts Jarrett's shoulders to the mat, but ignoring that Flair's shoulders were down too. Flair should have been counting out. It should have been a double pin. But we just gloss right over that.
1: Okay. I saw a picture double after pin the mat.
0: Double pin, man. We need one more match.
1: None of you <laughs> None of Jeff Jarrett was technically on top of Ric Flair. No, David, therefore. It doesn't
0: matter though. That's a double pin. They were their like, their legs were locked.
1: Pause. <laughs> uh Man, did you really want to see... Do you want to see another match? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. What do you expect? I want one more match. <laughs> <sighs> all in all, I mean, it was there. It was a good week. It was fun. It was a good week. It was yeah, a man. fun weekend. Um, I mean, you'll never say... You know, I never would have got to say that I saw Ric Flair live. Yeah. So... I enjoyed my time. It was cool to see some of these guys from Impact that I've never seen, like Josh Alexander, sure. as well as, um, you know, the Motor City Machine Guns, the Briscoes, Jacob Batu. It's the first time I've ever seen him wrestle, and he really impressed me. And Flair and Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Never thought I'd get to see Jeff Jarrett. So, all in all, fun weekend. It was a cool spectacle.
0: Uh, The the promo afterwards, it was kind of hard to make out what he said in the arena. But, yeah, it, it was – it was man, it was a fun weekend. Got to see Flair's last match. Uh, before we wrap things up, any what's your favorite Flair memory, Flair match, Flair promo, Flair memory? Well, what you got?
1: Oh, man. Um, as a whole, I think just the fire he brought to promos – was always something that'll never be replic- replicated, and it was always something I enjoyed. He made you lose yourself in it. Uh, favorite Flair match? Probably. Uh, it's tough not to pick. The Flair one we and... I... Oh, no, I was actually going to say Flair and Steamboat. Which one? Sack Cy- well, Rumble? 89? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's hard not to pick one of oh, those. Okay. But I'm going to pick WrestleMania 8, mm. Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. Um, we had a tape of it at the house when I was a kid. Or not a tape, but it was the greatest matches of WrestleMania. And that was on there. And so... I just it was I think it was one of the first matches I ever saw Flair in. It's for the WWF title. Uh I just I really enjoyed it. Good
0: match. Great match.
1: Um and too it kind of set up storylines later in WW or I'm sorry, in WCW. Yeah. Where you know, Flair started talking about, Oh well, I dated Miss Elizabeth and <laughs> then later <laughs> on Yeah, in WCW she would side with the horseman.
0: What's your favorite uh, promo? Which one stands out the
1: most? It's so hard. I mean, you probably just have to go with the classic. Uh, can't keep these alligators down. Yeah. Uh, so anytime, anytime in nineteen ninety six, they just goes Hogan. No, it's just <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need right there.
0: Uh, I remember. um when him and like uh, Eric Bischoff had a falling out, and then they brought him back to TV, and he just cut a fire promo on Eric Bischoff, and he just kept on repeating, uh, "Bischoff, you can fire me, I've already been fired," and he just like strips down to his, to his uh, <laughs> he just strips down to his underwear, man. Like, uh, oh, in the '92, like uh, right after the Rumble, with a tear in my eye promo. That's still an all-timer. Yeah. Uh, favorite Flair match. Man, I got it. Come on now. It's got to be Sean versus Flair. Come on. I'm sorry. It's, I love you. It's Super good. Kid. That's the – come on, man. That's one of Sean's best matches too. He had a story. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I didn't see Flair in his prime. I only saw, like, the tail end. But that still stands out to be one of his best.
1: I think it's definitely up there for one of his best, especially when you factor in his age. Just for me, I think the the first Flair match I ever saw was Macho Man and him at WrestleMania yeah. 8. And, I mean, that's just a classic with two legends. Yeah. And it kind of shows what Flair could have been in WWF. I never felt like he really, they fully got behind him. But, uh, I I mean, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no wrong answer. He's um Maybe besides this past one this past weekend. But yeah, we're gonna forget about
0: that one. Um uh, <laughs> he, he's he's a legend, man. Um there'll never be another Rick Claire.
1: Yeah. The greatest of all time. I don't care what you say. I don't care what anybody says. He's a controversial man. Mm-hmm. Uh that don't <laughs> take away from what he did. Yeah. In the wrestling <laughs> ring. I hate to say it. I mean most championships. Uh, Everybody knows Ric Flair. Ric Flair is bigger than wrestling. He's like Hogan, but Hogan wasn't a good wrestler.
0: Degree. To a smaller degree.
1: Yeah, I mean, more people know Hogan, but I'm saying people know Ric Flair.
0: If they know Hogan, then they probably know Flair, too.
1: Yeah, but Flair had the work to back it up.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: And so, uh, yeah, man, that's that's my greatest of all time i enjoyed my time this was a fun weekend of wrestling not just wwe just wrestling in general um and to say that a little over halfway through 2022 we've seen vince mcmahon retire and wrestle and stone cold wrestle and rick flair wrestle and uh cm punk win a world title uh I mean, and I'm sure I'm glossing over so many other things. It's been a wild year for wrestling, and I hope this last half is keeping keeping, keeping the momentum up.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the second half. It's trading upwards in the WWE. I'll say that. It's trading upwards.
1: And we are going for sure. down,
0: down, down on Dynamite.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to hear us talk about that more... You can hear us later this week on the Weekly Review. We missed last week, and I do want to say sorry. We had some technical issues with the... We were so
0: hurt. We were so hurt about the Starks and Hobbs segment. We had to take a week off.
1: Oh, yeah, man. It just it hurt us so bad, we had to go talk to Ricky about it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, something happened with the audio, and it got cut out. So, we just weren't able to upload last week. So... Hopefully things go good this week. Cross our fingers. We'll be back around next Monday or Tuesday with a weekly review. And then I don't think there's a pay per view this. No, there's Battle of the Belts. Uh, hey, we're gonna watch
0: that. We're gonna watch that. Who's on
1: it? Zara. We'll see when the card gets out <laughs> if we're gonna watch or not. We'll <laughs> let you guys know on this weekly review if we're gonna watch it and review it. Um, but. All in all, fun weekend of wrestling, fun times had by the Scoop Slam podcast. If you want to check us out more, if you want to see some of our pictures from the event, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Slam Pod. We're starting a YouTube channel pretty soon, too, so check us out there on Scoop Slam. Make sure to check us out on anywhere you get your favorite podcast. And I'm Micah, he's Ryan, and we hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Peace.